0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Angular. This week on our panel, we have Subrat Mishra. Hello, hello. I'm Charles Maxwood from DevChat.TV. And uh, yeah, this week I booked this episode. I actually booked it because I was testing some aspects of our system. And then I was like, should I delete it? And I was like, no, I really do want to talk about this. So anyway, I kind of picked the topic. And yeah, we're going to have a conversation about it. But one of the things that I get asked a lot is, how do I stay current? Right, how do I stay current on stuff? You know, I mean, there's new stuff coming out in Angular. There's There are new libraries for Angular coming out. There's stuff going on with like Scully. You can go write Ionic apps. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with Angular. And so folks come to me
1: and they're like, hey, you know, how do, I, how do I stay up on all this stuff? And I usually just push back and ask them why. I remember working my tail off to become a senior developer. I read every book I could get my hands on. I went to any conference I could and watch the videos about the things that I thought I needed to learn. And eventually, I got that senior developer job. And then I realized that the rest of my career looked just like where I was now. I mean, where was the rush I got from learning? What was I supposed to do to keep growing? And then I found it. I got the chance to mentor some developers. I started a podcast and helped many more developers. I did screencasts and helped even more developers. I kind of became a dev hero. And now I want to help you become one, too. And if you're looking forward to something more than doing the same thing at a different job three years from now, then join the Dev Heroes Accelerator. I'll walk you through the process of building and growing a following and finding people that you can uniquely help as you build the next stage of your career. You can learn more at devheroesaccelerator.com.
0: And so... I'm curious, Subrat. I mean, what, what's your experience with all this? You know, do you feel overwhelmed with this stuff? And
2: yeah, so when I started, uh, like in the beginning, I, I, when I just graduated, then I thought I will learn everything. I just go and check mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Angular. At that time, Angular JS was there. Then JSF, Servlate. I tried everything. I thought I will be learn and do everything. But later I realized that knowing a thing deeper, it's more much more uh, valuable than knowing things a little bit uh, in everything yeah and that's I think that's how uh, currently I am proceeding with angular that's the reason mm-hmm. and it's uh, I like it a lot so some people like uh, react a lot some people like views view a lot but somehow I like angular a lot so I'm just going with that but obviously if some new technology comes and it's uh, like uh, somehow the marketing is good and the tech stack they are using is good. It is obviously for a developer, it's intimidating that I should learn. But yeah, and it's, again, de- depends on us. Like we should go deep down in that mm-hmm. or just learn the surface. And if it is fine, go deep down else, live it.
0: Yeah, I agree. As far as going deep and learning the things that are really going to, get you ahead and add more value it's funny too because usually it's not people asking about angular they're typically actually asking about like javascript right yeah or web development because a lot of that is moving really quickly i mean just to give an example google came out with new standards right that your app has Mm -hmm. to meet and and it affects seo and stuff like that you know like first meaningful paint and all this stuff and i can't remember what the name of the there were there were like three stats that they told people they had to meet we've talked about it on JavaScript Jabber. We have another episode coming up about it. But yeah, it's just funny to me because it's like, it's like, yeah, how do I, how do I just keep on top of this stuff? And the reality is, is that I don't know that you can, right? And so I like your approach of going, okay, I'm going to go deep in these couple of areas because I know I can add value there.
2: Yeah. So like my basic, so I thought actually you were asking about the framework, Mm -hmm. but suppose I'm going with the, Mm. web development then mm-hmm. we, you then I should know how browser works or uh, suppose uh, browser did some changes like the Google added there are things and I don't know about okay yeah. what, you know, what the things are there and if I just focus on a particular framework and framework can go also so if first thing first is you, we should know the basics like basic event loop, how it's working. So how browser schedule things. So that will the set the basics. Then you go with your imagination and how it can take you through the any particular framework or JavaScript. Mm-hmm. But some sometimes I it's a tips or it can be a, some people may hate hate also this thing. I usually take advantage of uh, YouTube's uh, recommendation. Mm-hmm. So if I if I want something to follow. I purposefully go and watch those videos. Oh, interesting. Uh, so that uh, I will get new recommendation. So whatever is happening mm-hmm. and YouTube give me that. So it's not like uh, YouTube is always uh, using you. You can also use the algorithm to, to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And l- I think like that, I got a lot of uh, talks in JavaScript, a lot of talks in Angular, in various topics.
0: That That's interesting. Typically, I tell people to be a little bit more deliberate about it, right? So. I like the approach as far as like getting ideas of things that I could go deeper on. Right. But I usually tell people to take a step back and just figure out why, like, why should I learn this? Right. And, and in fact, I turn it around the other way and I, I sit people down. I've been doing coaching, right? So if folks want to get a coaching time with me, they can actually just go to dev influencers.com slash apply, fill in your email address and then will take you to a form. You just give me some info and we'll set up a time where we can talk for an hour or so. And And do some coaching. I mean, no strings attached. I won't even do a pitch at the end. I am trying to get people onto coaching, but I I feel like the best way to do that is actually to coach them. But yeah, so we sit down and we figure out, okay, you know, what, where do you want to end up? Right. What, what kind of lifestyle, what kind of a difference do you want to make? And some people, they have like this grand plan, but most people, they're just looking ahead and they're going, oh, my life would be better if this or this one thing would change the direction of things for me right i want to be able to work from home right so i'm i I would like to work for a company that lets me do that or i would like to start my own business or i would like to go freelance right and then other people is just oh well i know that we've got core web vitals coming up as as a major Mm -hmm. thing that's the google and numbers thing that you have to do for seo Right. I know that that's going to be a thing in the future. So I need to learn that. Right. Because then I can be the go to person at work. And so, whatever it is, right, whether you stand out on my current team, whether it's get a promotion, whether it's going angling for a raise, or whether it's moving into a different kind of uh, setup or whatever. Once you know that, then you can kind of map out, okay, now I need to understand these things. Right. If I'm going to be a freelancer, I need to understand how to price and build people i need to understand how to attract customers and i also need to understand kind of how to architect an app right because i want to be the kind of freelancer that builds out full apps for people or somebody else might be to the point where they're going well i just want to be a freelancer that is is still part of a team you know i'll just go consult with one company until they don't need me anymore and i'll go consult with another company right and so you have to know how to attract those people and what you're doing there and what value you bring and things like that. But once you have that figured out, right? And let's just say for the sake of argument that you mostly want to stay where you are. You're happy with your job. You're happy with the arrangement you have with your employer. It's like, okay, well, where do I want this job to take me, right? Do I want to be the go-to person? Do I want to become the team lead? Do I want to just get a raise because they see extra value in what I'm doing, right? And from there, what you can do pull ahead and do is then you start saying okay well the best way i can add value is to understand the angular router or understand right and so then you pick the topics that are going to get you there and if you feel like you have a good solid footing for those things then yeah then you start doing kind of the kind of thing that you're talking about Subrat where it's like okay what are they talking about at the conferences what 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 are they talking about on youtube what are they talking about on the podcast what are they talking about what are the books coming out, right? That are kind of giving out new topics. And you can kind of figure out, okay, these are the areas that I'm going to go deep on because they're going to provide that value.
2: Yep. Yep. So it's the, I think it's the ideal way. <laughs> Everyone should follow, like, uh, first analyze your situation, why you want to do then mm-hmm. then go ahead but for a flip side like what i thought some people or some like some of my colleague or some of my friends why they learn is like suppose they think there's a new technology it's uh, coming to the market and mm-hmm. if they learn that one after one year or two year so there will be a bo- if there is a boom in that technology so they will be the go-to person for that so i think it depends on the perception of, of what uh, what people are thinking but yeah. for me yeah i think main thing is if you know the basics then uh, learning the other things will be a really little easier but uh, you should also don't do it unnecessarily like you told like why you should learn that question you should ask yeah obviously mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. i don't ask that one but i from now onwards i'll ask myself
0: <laughs> yeah i mean I don't know. I don't want to poo-poo on people that are kind of just passively taking information in. But if, if, you have, if you have somewhere you want to end up, right, even if it's just I want to get paid this salary and have this many days off every year, right, you can still sit down and figure out who's offering that job or what job level that is at your company, right? I mean, I work for a fairly large company, and I think I'm a level four engineer or something. And there's actually a level five engineer, right? And the level five engineer gets paid on a different pay scale. And, you know, so if I really wanted that job, right, it's like, okay, what do I have to do to prove that I belong in that job, right? And then I could talk to my boss and figure that out, and then go do the work to deliver at that level, right? And it may be some of the passive kind of learning that you're talking about. But I think everybody has some idea of at least something they'd like to have a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. So whether that's, better pay or better benefits or something else. You know, I think we can all kind of put our finger on, oh, this would be real nice. Oh, my life would be way easier if I had CI/CD running, right? Okay. Yeah. Do go learn how to put that together and then do it, right? Deliver that. Anyway, I that's that's the kind of thing. I mean, even if it's not a long-term play, I mean, what's what's missing in your development setup? Well, the guy that that set up the the build with webpack or with the uh, mm. Angular CLI left, right? We don't have anybody here who understands <laughs> that stuff anymore. So what do we do, right? So just figure out where those holes are and go plug them. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. But yeah. if you take a long-term tack, then you can sit down and you can say, okay, well, over the next three months, I need to learn these couple of things in order to get closer to where I want to end up. Mm. But I think it, I think it should be targeted. In fact, yeah. I know it should be targeted. In my opinion, you should know okay, this is going to make this kind of a difference. And so I'm going to go learn. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes some things also, uh, need not need to be uh, so precise. Like, like you told, just a CI/CD pipeline, you don't, you don't need, not need to know the all in and out, but somehow you just able to make a connection. And if it's deploying for some days, till, till someone, someone get in and handle the steps, that is also, that's also a, Pretty good approach. And there, you'll, there you will also get a glimpse of what is CICD is and how, how it should work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends on the situation as you told Some If someone in the team DevOps, uh, they left and you have to do the work. at least some new person comes in.
0: Right. Well, the other thing is, is that, yeah, where I'm at. Uh, DevOps does it right, but we're pretty heavily involved in it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not they're not experts in the technologies that we use, right? They're experts in some of the processes and some of the technologies that deliver some of the stuff that we're talking about here. And so, when it comes down to that, my understanding of CI/CD will will vastly improve the efficiency of what they're putting out. And so, just just by knowing that and and kind of keeping tabs on it really helps and so if you can kind of identify like I said some of those openings where it's like hey we don't have enough people that do this thing then yeah then okay, what do we so, do so,
2: yeah so I think the that thing you told is a similar thing I think uh, if someone for a layman point of view I can say like if you are doing video and if you know video editing also means after works, mm-hmm. then while recording you will have an idea of how uh, the post should be or how the things would be so that it will be easier for me to edit. So if we know the like CICD pipeline or uh, or something after we develop, mm-hmm. then we can also have an impact on our development or or we can have an impact on the CICD line. Yeah, it's absolutely correct what you told.
0: Yeah. So I'm a little curious then let's say that you figure out a handful of technologies that you want to go deep on, right? Because it mm-hmm. seems like that's your approach, right? It's like, oh, this is valuable. I'm going to go deep on it. What, what's your learning process for that?
2: Okay, so first of all, like if I am, so mainly I went for the web, it may be a backend or a or a frontend. So suppose uh, frontend, first first my approach is you, you should not, if you know a basic of uh, what uh, a browser is and how it is similar for all the frameworks and all. Suppose uh, view example I'm giving. So for the view, mm-hmm. view I want to learn, then first, Approach. I will try to make something in that so that I will. It will give me a feeling of how it feels me to build something rather than just go directly deep down onto all the all the documentation, what view gives, and all the things, what insight. First, I will try to make some project, which a dummy project also is fine, mm-hmm. which which I have already done in Angular or React or any any framework. So from there, you will know that this thing is for you or not. So it may be pretty hot in the market, but some things is uh, like what I feel is something is built for you and something is not built for you and your brain may may or may not wear to that. or you may may like or may not like something. it depends on your on our perception. So I do that. when it feels okay, it's it's fine, it, it's good for me, then, then i just go ahead and uh, start going deep down on individual topic and also by doing doing things by doing projects or uh, by doing some dummy dummy things i think that is the best way to learn and while doing doing those things you you, you can also go and check obviously you will face problem lots of problem lots of uh, issues lots of bugs and then to fix those bugs you, we will have we will go to the documentation and at that time we should have a mm mind of mindset of learning the things rather than just fixing the bugs right. so that that thing is required so if, if you just try to fix the bug then you just go ahead and copy copy the code from stack or somewhere then you will not learn that much if you go ahead and read why the bug came and why the things happened, then that is the way you will go pretty deeper on some particular technology and about the backend like i think when the rust came it was little, little intimate to me because it doesn't have a garbage collection, a L- little bit different than Java. Like uh, for me, I know Java and uh, it is little slower. That's the reason uh, everywhere C++ now, if people say Rust is a pretty good language, it's uh, it will increase the efficiency a lot because it doesn't have the garbage collection. Then I just go ahead and check what all things are there. But I haven't go deep down in that because it's a pretty, pretty big language. The learning curve is a little different because for us, like we doing JavaScript or um, Java or something, we'd never think about uh, the memory management because you already have the garbage collection. And Rust handles it in a different way. So that approach is pretty good. So I'm just learning those things. Mm,
0: gotcha. Yeah, I really love the approach of building something, you know, just kind of back way up on what you were saying. I kind of tell people to take an approach where they pull in from a bunch of different resources, right? Because every every different learning resource kind of has its own pros and cons. So building something, I mean, you you get the hands-on experience, you can demonstrate what you did. At the end of the day, you have something to show your boss or your potential boss or your clients or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can demonstrate your knowledge just by having that. But there are also reasons to pick up things like watching videos, right? You mentioned yep. YouTube. Yep. And and there are two kinds. They're usually like the demo videos which which will give you ideas on how to approach what you're doing and then you'll also have like the conference talks, right? Which mm-hmm. are more conceptual and they'll give you enough to get you interested and in usually enough to get you at least going in the right direction, right? But you also get podcasts and podcasts tend to talk more about the conceptual ideas. Um, obviously, we can't show code on Mm. audio podcasts. But the flip side is, is that you can take it anywhere you want. We tend to tell more stories here, things like that. And so at the end of the day, right there, there are benefits to that. And then you've got things like books and books kind of tend to go deep, right? Because it's, it's a lot of content that you can go deep on. Blog posts tend not to be as much. I mean, you can still get walkthroughs and things like that on the blog post. But again, you know, they can put the code up, they can explain the concepts, they can give you somewhere to start from, and they can kind of fill it in. Or they can say, hey, I ran into this problem and, and off you go, right? And so there's room, in my opinion, for all of these different approaches, right? Doing it, watching it, reading about it, listening to to it, all those things will come into play And so generally, if I'm going to learn a topic like, let's say, Webpack, right, or Mm -hmm. Angular CLI, I'll go pick up a couple of podcast episodes about it. I'll go find a book about it. I'll go watch a bunch of videos about it, right? And I'll kind of hit all all of the above. And the reason is, is because then at the end of the day, I'll be in a position where I can actually go and learn the stuff that I need to learn. And I'll have of a deeper understanding of what's there right and Mm -hmm, and I i can get through a book in a few days a technical book and so between getting through the book listening to the podcast watching the videos writing the code i mean all of that stuff just it really it really kind of cements in my head because i'm getting it from a whole bunch of different places i kind of just go full immersion for a week or two on what I'm trying to learn. And then I come out of it going, okay, I got it. Let's do this. Right. And and that and that's approach that has worked for me over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I it's think I think the one. I think the most important part is what you said is is building the code, writing the code. Because at the end of the day, if I can't do it, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything, right?
2: Yep. Yep. So you, for me, what happened, like if I just go and watch a video, obviously, uh, if you don't know anything, you can't write. So first you have to watch a video or listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Then in your, in your brain, uh, it's it's everything is set. <laughs> so you, you while, while you think, uh, you will think I can do a lot of things. For me, it's happening. But while you sit, it will start, uh, your brain will think, okay, now the, what the, while writing the problem, when you visualize the things, then you'll okay. get sim- simple, simple things which can which can cause a uh, cause a problem. Hmm. So, so I prefer like learn first, obviously. Then after that, implement that one and and continue. And one thing I like about the podcast, I think, also scientific value. Some like some people learn more from uh, visual things, and some people learn more from audio or text. Mm-hmm. But one thing. I think like which is which which is good is if you combine all those things like like, yeah. like you are doing. So mainly people uh, listen to the podcast while they are either running or uh, driving or doing doing something which uh, which is either their muscle memory or or something they don't have to focus much on that particular work. So uh, you are list totally immersed to that uh, podcast like if I remember I I, I remember a lot of uh, podcast uh, which I listened. But I remember few videos because videos mm-hmm. in a lot of things are happening. They are putting animation. They are putting to make you engaged. Uh, they, the videos will give you a lot of things. And you may miss a pretty, pretty big chunk of uh, data. But in, for me, at least in the pod, I mainly listen to podcasts while walking or running. So I don't mm-hmm. think about walking. I can walk subconsciously. So my total concentration is on the podcast, what the things are there. So and uh, obviously no, and if you don't concentrate also you will be bored. <laughs> so that is no so other
0: option. <laughs> yeah. So
2: So that's the best way to learn. But uh, I think if some like like YouTube, you if you have something like, which will go and search the content of the podcast and give a suggestion, I think that that, should, that should will be a game changer for podcast. And mainly how I am searching, we need to go and search the podcast. Then, then you'll find, like, suppose I know about our, our podcast or JavaScript, Java, some some other podcast. I just go and directly was that if some new podcast is coming, they don't know about that till till they advertise or do something. I think that's the only one thing is missing in the podcast sector. Maybe someday, maybe maybe Spotify will give us some suggestion.
0: <laughs> I'm actually working on something for that. Um, yeah, okay, right now, that's cool. And basically. I mean, I can talk about this for a minute because I really feel like having all of these options really make a big difference because then what you can do is you can start to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to learn this thing. And so I'm going to listen to these two podcasts. I'm going to watch these three videos. I'm going to watch this conference talk about it. I'm going to, I'm going to go pick up this book and at least read these handful of chapters, if not the whole thing. And, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to build a project that implements this stuff in this way. Right. So I like making a plan and just going. This is my learning journey, right? And if I do that, then I need a place to go to actually figure that stuff out. Like, where is all this stuff? And that's that's what I'm trying to put together is that catalog, right? So you go in and you say, I really want to understand Angular Material, right? I just i I need to, I need to get it. We're starting to use it at work, or maybe we already use it at work, mm-hmm. and you know our components already are are kind of built that way, but nobody's really set up well to maintain them. And so if I can do that, I can. We need somebody to maintain them. And so, yeah. So I like the idea of going in and saying, okay, I'm learning all this stuff and then I'm going to put it together. And then from there, right, if it knows that you, you're you following a plan for Angular Material, then if something new pops up, then it can say, hey, right, and it can make that recommendation, right? Yep, yep. Hey, there's a new thing on Angular Material. There's a new version and then there are new videos about it, you know, mm-hmm, on what's mm-hmm. new and whatever. And it can let you know. And so that's what I'm working on. I want to do it for all of the different communities that we have at devchat.tv. I mean, realistically, I can probably only launch it for a handful. If you want to help me figure out what should be in it, I'd really appreciate that. Anybody listening, I mean, you can just email me, cmaxw at devchat.tv. But yeah, I mean that that's kind of the deal, is that it uh, I want to facilitate yeah, as much good. as possible people figuring this stuff out, right? Going, oh, I need I need this one and I need this one and I need this one, right? And then the other thing is, is I found that like a lot of the blog posts or other things, you know, they're talking they're talking about angular material, but nobody tells you what version, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is from a year ago or two years ago or whatever, right? So I'd like to be able to start to index them too and say, hey, this is relevant for these versions, right? And so if you want to learn the latest version of Angular Material, then this blog post, but not that one, right? And if you're yeah. stuck with an old version, right? I mean, the the other one's still useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just being able to say, hey, we're pegged at version 10, you know, just pick a number out of the air. We're pegged at version 10. So I'm looking for articles that work with version 10, not version 13 or whatever we're on now. So
2: So it's like a personal advisor for developers?
0: Yeah, more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I want to add in a bunch of other stuff, but that this is kind of just the baseline starter version. And so I'm actually planning on uh, spending a bit of time on it this week and just helping people out. But I think I still want people to first sit down and think about, okay, What where am I going? What's gonna make the difference here? You know, what's the next step and figure that out? And like I said, if you're trying to figure that out and you're struggling with it, I'd love to jump on a call and help you figure that out because I think I think that is the critical thing that a lot of people miss. But yeah, I mean, once once you've learned stuff, and and I'm curious what your experience with this is, Subrat, because you're on the podcast now, you've Mm -hmm. you've written blog posts and stuff, which is why we got you on, or your YouTube channel, I think, is why we got you on the show initially. And I think this is another critical piece that a lot of people miss is, okay, I've learned this, right? I've built an app that does it, you know, whatever, but I think people need to go share it, right? And and I think yep. this is a critical part to a cementing what you've learned, right? Because it's one thing to sit down and say, Hey, I wrote an app that does it. It's a completely different thing to sit down and try and do a video that explains what it is, right? Because it's like, Oh, I re- just realized I don't actually know how this piece works, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And you cuz you get to that point somebody needs to understand that and you're going, "Hmm." And so you go do the research, you figure it out and then you come back. But the other thing is, that I found is that this is often the critical piece that's going to open up other opportunities for you, right? It's not it's not just that you know that stuff, it's that somebody else knows that you know that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you ready for core web vitals? Fortunately, Raygun can help. These modern performance metrics play an important role in determining the health of your website, which is why Raygun has baked them directly into their real user monitoring tools.
1: Now you can see your core web vital scores are trending across your entire website in real time and drill into individual pages to focus your efforts on the biggest performance gains. Unlike traditional tools, Raygun surfaces real user data, not synthetic, giving you greater insights
0: and control. Filter your score by timeframe, browser, device, geolocation, whatever matters to you most. And what makes Raygun truly unique is the level of detail they provides so you can take action. Quickly identify and resolve front-end performance issues with full waterfall breakdowns, user session data, instance-level diagnostics of every page request, and a whole lot more. Visit raygun.com today and take control of your core web vitals. Plans start from as little as $8 per month. That's raygun.com for your free 14-day trial. So so what's been your experience with this, with your YouTube channel?
2: Yes, so I st- Started the YouTube channel just uh, to obviously to share share things. Uh, initially, I thought like how much I know, I will just share and uh, and make make some videos. So I it will really increase my video scale, It will really increase my um, talking skill as well. So after that, uh, when I started, I then I know that the power of sharing. Actually, I learned a lot by sharing then then doing doing the development. So, to, mm-hmm. to make videos, I, I prepared uh, for that topic. And the best part is, people will ask you lots of questions in the comment or, or maybe in the Twitter or maybe mainly. I am g- getting mainly on the comments, comment section. Mm-hmm. And to solve that, obviously, I don't know everything. <laughs> like, so, sorry, I, I don't know a lot of things and I don't know everything. So, I go and check the things. Okay, if this error comes, what is the solution? And like that, actually, it helps me a lot. That's the reason I'm kind of like I thought like I'm not never going to stop sharing in any any platform. So that's the one approach. It helps me. Then I think when I and when you contacted me about the as a panelist, then after going with the podcast, it just opened my mind to a different level, like uh, with the Michael and with the uh, last spring. So it's. Uh, Mm -hmm. the thing you we never thinks and how how we can we can improve ourselves so i think the if you're contributing to the community it's the best way uh, to learn to learn things i think you also like you are giving the uh, coaching right now and in that it will help the other person a lot and also you will get a lot of you will also learn how to coach and how to things what people are thinking and those things so the and that sub somehow subconsciously it will help us to know more things and learn more things to help others, and also in in the end goal is you are helping yourself. Visual, mm-hmm. what I what I get it actually. So maybe I think currently I am doing videos on on NGRX uh, and uh, so. Initially, in, in our companies, what we used, we just use a basic level and that is done. So, need mm-hmm. not need to go deeper. As I'm doing videos and people asking me things, some people have some error. I Maybe they have used the one after another that it should be in the top or it should not be in the bottom. And I never knows that because I always write in the bottom. And they somehow write in the top. Like the dev tools, store depth tools, if you write in that in the above the your um, uh, reduce uh, your store reducer it will not go into our because it will not catch I, I didn't know that i got to know that mm-hmm. from from a comment it was written in the documentation but obviously not going to read all the all the things in the documentation it's a single line that please add it in the bottom and those things helps me a lot after the youtube and obviously after the uh, podcast
0: Yeah, Makes sense. Yeah. And I've kind of seen the same thing with the podcasts and some of the other stuff that I've done. I used to do videos. It was a long time ago and I did them on Ruby on Rails. But yeah, it was the same thing, right? It was like, oh, well, how would you do this? How do you do that? The other thing is, is that I kind of combined the side project with the videos, right? So a lot of the videos were, how do you build this kind of an app, right? And so it's like, all right, you know, I'm going to, one of the more popular ones was one I didn't do, but it was a series on how to build Twitter with Rails, right? And that kind of thing really got people going, but then it was, okay, well, we're going to we're gonna build this clone of this app, and then, hey, we need this feature, so we're going to add it in, right? Mm. And so we're, we just build it in, right? And at the time, Angular wasn't a thing. We didn't really have front-end frameworks. I think I got into yeah. Backbone a little bit before I quit doing it, but yeah, you, you have all these approaches, and so nowadays, it, it's really interesting to see what the opportunities are for Oh, this week, we're going to show you how to do this thing in the router, right? And it's in this app that actually does this mm-hmm. thing, right? And so it's real world code. It's anyway, it's, it's really fascinating to just see where you can go with a lot of this stuff. Or you can just do a quick demo on, yeah, here's this feature in NGRX, and here's how we'd use it. Or you can, I mean, you can write code for all kinds of stuff. You can show how to integrate this tool with that tool, or this this library with that library. And a lot of times that's really powerful stuff because somebody else is going to need that. And so I don't know. I mean, there there are so many options, but at the end of the day, then what happens is is you start to build up enough stuff. And I can't tell you how many jobs I got because I had content out there. Right. And so it's like they, we do the interview and it was like, well, I did a video on that. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And then, but this is how it works. Right. Oh, we did a podcast episode on that one. And, Here's how that works, right? And so at the end of the day, you walk out of there and they're thinking not just, "Oh, this guy gets it," but also they'll go check out your content and go, "We're hiring an expert," mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to even be that much advanced stuff, right? A lot of the stuff that they're asking in these interviews is pretty fundamental.
2: Yeah. So I have a funny, funny experience uh, in that. So I think for some company I applied for the for my last job change, and it was the first round. And, and one girl just uh, started asking me a question and see, I think she got my resume and told that, uh, okay, so they have asked me about Java. Then when they come to um, Angular, she told that I learned from your uh, channel, <laughs> what I will ask you. Uh-huh. So then, then I thought, okay, it's fine. I know it's, that's the channel. What video I make? I just prepared for that, but you can mm-hmm. go ahead and ask uh, the questions so that like that day i it just clicked me that okay people are people are watching and learning for their work yeah uh, from for for my channel a lot of the viewers are uh, of my age means from 20 most of the viewers from 25 to 34 mm-hmm. and some of are above that very few college students means they are increasing but it will good if uh uh, college students will increase because that's the I means the booming technology and they have lots mm-hmm. of time to learn new right. things and if if currently what i'm seeing is when i was in college maybe in the first year of first year or, or the second year how i was uh, dealing with the things and how people I mean how people are doing now it's it's mind blowing yeah <laughs> like, they they know a lot of things at that time, I think in India also the internet was was pretty costly uh, to access mm-hmm. and don't have that much uh, content in that. Now, now in India it's it's pretty cheap the internet, and that, I think that's a pretty pretty big push uh, for knowledge. People uh, can use it for entertainment and people can use for uh, uh, increase their knowledge. and whoever uh, is using to increase their knowledge, they will going to do something in their life. Yeah, and Charles, I am curious, like uh, how you have started, like and when when you started, how you have just used the containers because at that time a lot of things are coming and new things are coming, mm-hmm. and with those money, and you are also uh, doing a lot of podcasts in different technologies, and, right? And how how you are ha- handling these stuffs, and you you are you have also fam family, you are managing them, so how you are managing your time as well because that's also. a mm-hmm pretty pretty important thing i think the time mm-hmm. management so how you yeah. deal with that
0: so i feel like you asked two questions there one was how did i get started and how did i kind of manage things as as mm-hmm. things were eating up so when i started i started doing content about ruby on rails it was back when rails was uh 1.1 or 1.2 right now it's 6. One and a lot of things changed over the years, and it was still picking up steam, right? As kind of the dominant framework for new startups and stuff like that, and it and it did that for a while when I was in it, right? And so there was always new stuff coming out all the time, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I would do is, so when I started the the Rails Coach podcast, which is was my first show, I got started Greg Pollock, who founded Code School. He's pretty big in the view community these days. But yeah, he. I was listening to his Rails Envy podcast, him and uh, Jason Paul or Jason Cypher, who passed away several years ago. But I was listening to them. I emailed Greg and he emailed me back and was like, go for it, right? And so I started interviewing people. I started talking about what I was learning, but I was pretty new to Rails. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, yeah, I picked up a ton of, of stuff as I was going. And a lot of the content I was putting out was hey, if you're new to Rails, here's how you do this thing in just the basic framework, right? But a lot of my content was that stuff. And then, you know, as I kind of got into it, started recording videos a uh, little less than a year later, which actually came out of, out of the podcasting. I did a video for a friend of mine who used to be on the Ruby Rogues podcast, Eric Berry, did a video for him for his Teach Me to Code series. And yeah. I'd been podcasting for less than a year. He came to me and he said, Hey, do you want to take over the videos? I was like, sure. And so, you know, I kind of inherited this ongoing video series and I just created more videos for that. How I stayed current on that, uh, a lot of it was just talking to people, like just interviewing people for the podcast, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, hey, what are you working on? What, you know, what are you learning? What are you into, right? And I, I was going to several of the conferences Managed to convince my boss to pay my way to RubyConf and RailsConf a bunch of times. Bosses, I should say, over the years. But yeah, a couple of times I actually had folks actually pay my way. So I'd wind up paying for the airfare and somebody else would pay for my hotel. I'd get Mm -hmm. the conference to give me a ticket. I've done that so many times I can't even tell you how many times I've (laughs) emailed the conference and said, hey, do you give out media passes? And they come look at the podcast and they're like, yeah, we do. You want one? Which is just another thing, right? And and the reason it works is because there aren't that many that are focused in that area, right? And so, yeah, it, yeah, it just works out that way. But yeah, so that was a lot of it. I was pretty involved in the, the users groups and the mailing lists. And I, I can't believe I left users groups out of a way to keep current because that is such a critical piece. But yeah, that, that was a lot of what I was doing back then. These days, I don't have as much time. So I kind of pick and choose the users groups that I go to. The other thing is that you, with all the shows that I'm doing, right? Because I'm on probably a little more than half of the shows on devchat.tv right now. I'm on the DevOps show, I'm on this show, I'm on the Ruby show, the JavaScript show, the AI show. I feel like I'm missing one or two. Uh, the Elixir show, I, I left that one off. But anyway, so, you know, I'm on five or six shows every week it's and it's pretty hard to stay current on all of it right i mean yeah. with with all of the things that are going on in all of these communities the one that's changing the most rapidly is probably either the javascript or the elixir community just because elixir is picking up steam and there's still a ton of innovation going on over there and then javascript is just in everything and so everything's yeah. yeah. moving ahead right but yeah so a lot of it is down to that a lot of it i wind up subscribing to newsletters and just seeing what's coming out or and you have to realize that I'm I'm trying to stay current so that I know what to talk about on the shows right I'm not trying to stay current on some I'm some of these technologies I'm trying to stay current for my own programming career but a lot of it I'm really just trying to stay current on so it's like oh we have a great topic this week and so yeah I'll pick and choose through that stuff and go oh this looks interesting that looks interesting no that that one's that's that kind of a Wiz thing that I think is really cool, but there's not enough there to talk about for an hour on a podcast, right? Yeah. There have been a few of those. There have been a few of those that we've actually invited onto the show and it turned out there wasn't an hour's worth. And so we just, you know, we get people's story, which is always interesting too. But yeah, so there's, there's a lot of that. I still talk to a lot of people outside the show too. Try and get input from the hosts because a lot of times... Depending on the show and the community, the hosts are more up to date than I am. And so they can fill me in or tell me what's interesting or things like that. So I get input from other people. And yeah, I actually have Michaela does most of the inviting for the show. And so usually what she does is she sends me a list of articles from the newsletters and Reddit and stuff. And then I'll actually say yes, yes, no, no, yes, you know. And so, if if it looks like it's it's moving, if it looks like it's going to be impactful, if things like that, then then we'll pull it in, right? And that that's kind of how I do it. And then, yeah, when when the episode's coming up, if I don't know anything about it whatsoever, then I'll usually go do a bit of work and you know, okay, what is this? What is it about? What does it do? What are the underlying technologies? You know, I start I, I start asking a lot of the the what questions. And I usually devolve pretty quickly into the why, right? Why would anyone want this? Why would they put this into their app? Why, why would somebody go to the trouble to invent this? Right? Why, why should the community care about it? Why should they use this instead of something else? And yeah, I go through a lot of that process. I don't always do it for every show because just life. But, yeah. but that's how I approach that. And then as far as time management goes, it's hard, right? I mean, it just is. I have a full-time job and then I'm running a podcast network on the side that takes up a lot of time. And I'm doing coaching with uh, the Dev, Dev Influencers Accelerator. And I'm you know I'm trying to help as many people as I can with some of the uh, free and paid coaching that I do on, the, on top of that. So mostly, I mean, I just, I live or die by my calendar anymore. <laughs> a lot of that really just boils down to Uh, getting up early. And I'll block out time there, right? So this morning, just to give you an example, I got up at four o'clock this morning. I listened to conference talk. So I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have a semi-annual conference where we hear from leaders of the church. And so I usually just play one of those, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm doing this in my spiritual life too, right? Yep. Learning, growing, trying to do better. Same Mm -hmm. idea, so I listened to one of those. And then this morning, I actually listened to another book. This one's a political book, the one that I'm in now. But the, the one I listened to before was about coaching. The one I listened to before that was about, oh, what was it? It was the Relentless Elimination of Hurry or the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which was recommended to me by some friends. Before that, I think it was a business book. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll re-listen or reread a book. But anyway, so I'm, I'm doing business type stuff. And then I went to swim practice and swam for an hour and a half. And then yeah, I came home and I picked up the book on coaching again because I actually got it on my Kindle because I'm going back through it again and taking notes. And mm. that's kind of the process that I go through. And so sometimes I'll pick up a technical book. Sometimes I'll pick up something else. Most of the technical books don't come as audio books. I think, I think some of that makes sense in the sense that if they're like showing code or walking you through a processor, or a library, they really can't put that in audio, right? Yeah, Nobody wants to listen go. to... Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, the function, blah, curly brace. I can't <laughs> imagine, right? But some of them I think really could be, right? Because they're more career-focused or growth-focused or they're more conceptual books than they're actually practical. Here's some code. And I'd like to see more of that, to be honest. I'd like to see some audio books, versions of some of those. But anyway, at the end of the day... Yeah, I'll pick some of that up and I'll, I'll go through it, right? Or if there's a, a challenge at work, then I'll go pick up some content about that. Or if I know that there's a major advancement coming out with this, that, or the other, right? I'll go pick something up and, and study it. But yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my approach. And then, yeah, I, I do the podcast. That helps me stay current. And I get to ask the questions because I'm on the shows. And then... Uh, I have a mastermind group that I meet with on Mondays. So after this call, I'm, I'm going to be on that. And we just talk about life and business and work and encourage each other and give each other advice. And really just, it's more coaching, but it's, mm-hmm. it's in a setting of a bunch of people that are invested in each other. And then I'll probably work until four or five tonight, probably five, actually five or 5.30. And then after that, is family time some of the other days of the week i'll i'll have stuff scheduled until six and then i'll go do family stuff but you know then i'll go downstairs and watch a movie or play games or whatever occasionally i'll actually have to work late but usually i do it in the morning so like tomorrow morning i don't have swim practice right i only have swim practice on monday wednesday and friday and so tomorrow i'll get up and i'll do the same kind of thing to start things off and then i'm probably going to go for a run for about an hour But Mm -hmm. the difference is, is I don't have to go all the way to the pool. Right. And so I just schedule it so that at the end of the hour, (laughs) I'm back here. Right. And it might just be 40 minutes, 45 minutes. A lot of the workouts, I use a system called training peaks. And Mm -hmm. then I just, I've paid for essentially a training that's like, Hey, run a marathon in three months or four months. Right. And so I've been doing those. And so I'll do a tempo run or a, a sprint uh, speed run or something like that you know whatever it tells me to do and then but I'll be back here so I'll be back here by six my family doesn't get up till eight right well, mm-hmm. some of my kids are up before then but you know I just come in here and I'll get some work done so I'll just schedule it in right and so I'll reach out to people who have asked for coaching and we'll get them on the schedule I'll email sponsors I'll email the hosts I'll make sure that the production team knows what they're doing i also have team meetings every evening at 5:15 with my production team so that's the other piece mm-hmm. of that we just check in make sure there's nothing they need from me make sure that they know how to do what they need to do cuz we're consistently changing things we're probably going to change our web hosting here pretty soon but yeah you know you kind of get the idea that's that's kind of where that goes and then yeah once we pull that all that together then then we're good to go and we can, uh, we can kind of open the gate and take care of the rest of the stuff. And so, yeah, then that's where I kind of juggle in the rest of the, the growth and business stuff for DevChat. So showing Michaela how to share more stuff on social media or showing her how to do outreach to sponsors, which is one of the next things I'm going to hand off to her, right? Mm-hmm. Updating the stuff in Kajabi, which is where I'm looking at moving the web hosting to. I'll sit down and I'll actually plan out a course. That's something I'm planning on doing this week, right? Is I'm going to sit down and plan out a course. I'm going to walk people through a lot of this process around how to grow, how to stay current, how to plan out your, your learning journey, things like that, and how to plan the long term stuff and the short term stuff. And then I'll put it out there for sale. I also am working on finishing the edits on my book on how to get a job, right? So... Um, once I get that done, then I'm gonna be scheduling time, but I do. I just set schedule the time. I schedule dedicated blocks where I get in and I just get that work done. You know, so then it's gonna be, okay, now record the audio book. here Here's the promo for this, right? blah, blah, blah. The other one the other piece that I'm working on related to kind of the the learning journey stuff. And I'm starting this with JavaScript Jabber, and then I'll probably eventually expand it out to the other shows and I'm looking for people to help with this as well. But I feel like in a lot of cases, I told you I, I was I felt silly that I had not mentioned users groups, and so what I'm looking to do is actually put together like JavaScript Club is what I'm calling it in my head, and I'm, I'll probably have some branded name for it at some point. I mean, maybe JavaScriptClub.com is available. I don't know. I should go look at that before this goes live. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so the idea is is that you sign up. And then you get access to a forum where you can have some of the same kinds of discussions that we have. Um, you can do follow on discussion about the podcast episodes that we do. But in addition, we're going to have master classes every month. Right. And so we'll, I'll just ask people in the club. It's like, hey, what, what is the next thing in your learning journey that we can get an expert in here to talk to and demonstrate and answer questions on for an hour or so? Right. And so maybe it's agile development. We get uh, Uncle Bob Martin or somebody in here, right? Or Kent Beck. Or maybe it is a technical thing. So it's Webpack or Angular CLI or something like that. So we get the Maintainer or one of those in, right? And just do a deep dive on it. And it's like, hey, look, you know, looking for 45 minutes to an hour on, here's the basics of how this works. And then 45 minutes to an hour on, here's the more advanced stuff that you may need to know, Right. Get somebody from the Angular Core team, get somebody from library author, get you know, somebody from like the Scully team, stuff like that. Just have them come in and just just knock it out of the park for us. And then beyond that, part of JavaScript Club, I want to start doing the remote conferences again. Because what I find is that a lot of people don't really get an opportunity to go to a conference and network with people and you know, kind of have that kind of experience. And I really want to facilitate that and part of the power of it is the talks and part of the power of that is talking to the sponsors and figuring out oh i don't need to build that there's a tool for that and part of the part of it is interacting with other people and so uh, you know i want to create that every 6 months for people where it's all right i'm going to show up i'm going to interact with a whole bunch of great people i'm going to so we're going to work some time into the schedule where it's networking and some of the time into the schedule where it's talks and and allow sponsors to have to to reach out to people and just let them know, hey, look, this is what we do. If you need us, right? And and just just kind of open the gate and again and just give people the opportunity to see what's coming, what's new, what people are working on, and give people some kind of experience as far as that goes. And you know, maybe do even deeper stuff where it's actually a workshop instead of just a masterclass. Where it's, hey, this is a it's going to be a four hour. Over four hour one day and four hour the next day walk through on how to build an Ionic app or four hours yep. here and four hours there on we're just gonna we're just gonna show you every last little thing that the Angular Router does right all all the new stuff and all the old stuff you mm-hmm. know or whatever right and so have some of those workshops built in you can just you'll get a discount on it if you're part of JavaScript Club for those and then people can pay to join the conference. If they're not yep. part of the JavaScript Club, if you get the idea, mm-hmm. so basically it's a users group membership with a forum, uh, conference, and the other part of it that I want to add into it is effectively once, if not twice, weekly video. That's just a demo of hey, here's a really here, here's a fundamental concept from JavaScript or Angular or whatever, and. Eventually, I could see that getting to the point where it's like, look, we've covered all the fundamentals, right? And so we're going to get into some more advanced topics, right? Or we've covered all the fundamentals and there's a new version. So we're going to cover all the things that changed, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go back to more advanced topics, right? Because we've already covered it. We don't need to cover it again. Just stuff like that. And so at the end of the day, I really want to make it something where you're getting as many of these angles on things as possible. And so, yeah, but anyway, you asked me how I, you didn't ask me about that stuff, you asked me how I managed my time, but that's yep, basically yep. it. Yes, and yes, then yes. the a lot of the time is how do I find somebody that can help do this because I cannot do this for all 10 or 12 shows that we have. Mm-hmm. I'd like mm-hmm. to start shows in other technologies, and so I need people to help with this stuff, right? And so, some of the time is spent actually talking to people and going, Hey, do you want to be a part of this? and if you do what makes it worth it to you that works for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I want somebody completely happy being a part of it at whatever level and then also feeling like I'm getting a good deal on it too, right? So everybody feels like they're getting what they deserve.
2: A win-win situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think but that's I think, something that's entirely doable, so.
2: Yep, yep, yep. I think that you you are able to do a lot of things. Like I think uh, what I can learn from you is first thing you are scheduling a lot of things you are you are pretty disciplined like a military person as I can say <laughs> you' are on time you are doing stuff and you are delegating a lot of work Sarge.
0: I'm so delegating what, a ton of work
2: yeah yeah so what I fail so I actually I tried to make uh, some videos so what I'm doing is i'm I am doing the video I am doing the editing I'm doing the voice stuff and that is rating me a lot of time. But your focus so I can also delegate and those things, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a little bit uh, not in the <laughs> discipline side, what I can say. <laughs> but I'm, I, I, will be. I will be. I think it's time. Like if we will not be disciplined, mm-hmm. then it it will going to hit hit me later, maybe. But lot of times I tried, but somehow some reason I'm not able to wake up early and not able to go to bed early. And that's (laughs) the main thing, a lot of my time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, the one thing that I do or that I use to manage most of my time is a tool called Focus Blocks. Mm -hmm. And effectively, I just got to check the time here. Yeah, we're good. Effectively, what it does is it allows you to schedule those focus time blocks into your calendar. And then you actually jump on a Zoom call and there's a focus guide and so they kind of walk you through some breathing exercises and kind of get you in the zone. And then you work for 50 to 55 minutes. And then at the end, they walk you through more breathing exercises, you know, on your way out. And it, it for me, it's really worked because effectively then it shows up as a meeting in my calendar. And if I've done that just on my own, just put it in my calendar, I never show up. Right. It's like, Oh, well. The only person that's scheduled to be there is me, but I know that the focus guy (laughs) is going to be there. And even if, you know, if I show up, they're not going to notice, but Mm -hmm. just having it on my calendar and knowing that it's a meeting with other people is enough. And then you leave your camera on. And so they tell you to put your phone away and stuff. And so just having the camera on and not wanting to be caught, you know, fiddling with my phone, (laughs) you know, anyway, there, there are a bunch of things that really work for me. And then because I set aside all the distractions and then pick a thing that I'm going to get done during that hour, whether it's working on the the directory or working on recording videos for my production team or writing show notes or whatever. Anyway, it's it's been really, really powerful because I wind up just having that focused time for that thing. I probably have doubled or tripled my productivity just using this tool. So... You can go check it out, devchat.tv/slash focus. If that's if that sounds like something you could use, I don't. I also don't see any reason why you couldn't use this, even if you have a full time job writing code. Right? You just mm-hmm. tell people, hey, look, I've got three focus blocks in the afternoon, and I'm turning off Slack, I'm turning off Discord, <laughs> I'm turning off my phone. I am not available, right? And so just let people know, hey, look, these are my focus blocks every week at these times on these days mm-hmm. and then just use this right where they kind of work you into the zone you get into the zone you get an hour's worth of work done and then you come out of it and then you do it again but yeah so tuesdays and thursdays i do two or three focus blocks in a row
2: yeah it's pretty good i think uh i think you have also used these other picks for sometimes i'll check yeah. this one definitely
0: yeah yeah i mean it's it, if there's a secret weapon that one's it <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, we're getting kind of toward the end toward our picks. Yeah, but great. I just want to reiterate that if you're if you're trying to figure out how to stay current, or you're trying to figure out what to learn, uh, sit down, figure out what's going to make the difference for you. And if if you can plan it out long term, do it, right? And then kind of break it down to, I tell people 90 days or 12 weeks, three mm-hmm. months, however you want to reckon that, right? But figure out what you're going to learn over that time period and then go for it. The other thing is, is that if you figure out after a month and a half, you know what? I'm learning all this stuff to be an architect, and no, I don't want to be an architect anymore. Change <laughs> it up, no big deal. Yeah. But but sit down, figure out where you want to go, make a plan, and then go find the content for it and make your learning plans. You can actually get in and do it, and that includes building something with it, right? And then go put some content out. I think okay. I think that's kind of the the overarching message. And if if you're doing that on a regular basis you're going to have all kinds of stuff that's going to work for you because people are going to see it, they're going to like it, they're going to share it, and your growth will will go up. But the other thing is, is the more people who know what you can do, the the more opportunities are going to come your way. So, yeah. yeah. Plan, all right. Well, Plan is the ultimate, make you win the things. I, think. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think so. All right. Well, let's go do some picks. Hey, folks, if you
1: love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas
0: 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production and you can go sign up at devchat.tv/premium. Do you have some picks?
2: Yeah, so I think today just a to pick come um, came to mind is the uh, book name Flow: The Psychology of Optimal Experience. Mm-hmm. I think this uh, the uh, set to the current our today's podcast topics, so I'll pick that one.
0: Awesome. I'm going to throw out a couple of picks. So yeah, I've been listening to this book. I don't know if I mentioned it. It's The Prosperous Coach, but wow, it is awesome. And I'm going to be changing up the way that I approach coaching just based on this. So Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, if you're looking at kind of building some coaching and stuff like that, go check it out. And then the other pick that I have is Clubhouse. So I connected with a friend of mine on Clubhouse as I was talking Mm -hmm. about some stuff. And I was like, oh, this is cool and he's the one that kind of got me into prosperous coach his name's cliff ravenscraft but you can go find his stuff at cliffravenscraft.com but anyway clubhouse is just a terrific way to connect with people and yeah. and yeah listen to some conversations and stuff like that i am going to be doing more stuff on clubhouse and so if you want to get on clubhouse and follow me there uh, you can if you don't have clubhouse and you do have a what do you call if you do have an iphone uh, you can mm-hmm. let me know. I think I have like seven invites that I can send out. I just need a telephone number, and then I can mm-hmm. invite you to Clubhouse. And yeah, I mean there there's so much stuff going on there. It's really cool. But my username is CMaxW. It's the same as my Twitter handle.
2: So I'll follow you on that.
0: Yeah, cool. I do want to set up an actual. You can set up your own rooms now. Mm-hmm. So I want to set up my own kind of ongoing room and really just nail that. But The rest of this stuff is all going to be focused around just becoming a top-end dev, whether that's being well-known or whether it's just being the top-end dev on your team or the top-end dev that you can become. I think there are so many opportunities people miss because they're just not looking ahead and figuring out what they want, going and getting it, and then putting content out. And I've said this on the Dev Influencer Show, and I'll say it here, I mean, those are the three things you need are the skills, the relationships, and the recognition. And if you can build through skills, I need to come up with an R word for skills because then it'll be RRR. But anyway, if you have the skills and you have good relationships with people and then they know that you can do the stuff, I mean, you you can kind of write your ticket to wherever you want to be at. Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of the focus with all this stuff. If you want coaching, devinfluencers.com slash apply. And yeah. Anyway, I just, I feel like people don't talk about this. And so I wanted to do an episode about it. Yeah,
2: here it's pretty, go. pretty good episode, pretty intense. And I learned a lot from this episode.
0: Good deal. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up here. And until next time, Max out. Bye-bye. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit dot com to learn more.